Welcome back. You're listening to episode 12 of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of beer in the brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer novice, and I like the taste of beer. Well, thank you for joining us on our 12th episode. If you heard our last episode, <laughs> uh, you would notice that the sound was a little low, uh, so we apologize for that. But we also did include some uh, little drinking games in that episode for you, for those paying attention. If you heard a lot of me saying, um... Yeah, I pointed out to James that he says the word, um, a lot. And he's like, no, I don't. And then we listened to it again, and he was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. So, like, one of the things when I'm presenting, uh, whether it's work or whether I'm going to high schools to promote science, uh, I always tell the students that present when you're presenting, you want to avoid the word um at all costs and just take a minute and think of what you're going to say. So, I guess um, they're laughing right now <laughs> at me saying, uh, okay, to I bet in the presentation when you were saying that, you were like, um, um, so you need to take a minute to um, think about um, what you're going to say um, so you don't um, sound like you don't know what you're, um, you're talking about. And so this isn't also a drinking <laughs> game for this episode because that would have been I mean, great. I mean, you could because that would... You could. I mean, we could make it into a power hour. You could just say, um, the whole time, but... Uh, so <laughs> we actually uh, visited uh, quite a few breweries, um, but Shannon, what are we going to talk about this week? So this week we're going to be discussing all the things hops do from bittering flavor and aroma because it's all about the hops, about the hops. No, no trouble. trouble. It's all about the hops. Um, but before we get to that, in the past couple of weeks, we have gone to several breweries and James... Yeah, uh, we have a new segment about it. So when you're in a car going to a brewery, uh, Shannon, let's hit it. Hello, I'm James. And I'm Shannon. And we're in a car going to a brewery. We have a quick tip for you. If you're in tra- stuck in traffic, here's a game you can play. Do you see the license plate game, Shannon? Have you ever played that game? Have I ever? I grew up playing that game. Are you kidding me? So here's a new uh, interesting twist uh, craft beer lovers can do. If you see a license plate for that state, you got to say the brewery in that state. Whoever can't find a brewery first loses. Okay. Ready? Let's go. New York. Big Alice. Vermont. Montreal. <laughs> Massachusetts. Uh, that should be the easiest one. <laughs> that should be the easiest one because we're from Massachusetts. So, Shannon, you oh, failed. So, typically in this game, you'd have all the occupants of the car chime in with a brewery before you actually go to the next license plate. Well, that's just a quick game to play in the car while you're stuck in traffic going to a brewery. I'm James. I'm Shannon. And this is Double Hop Beat. In the car. Okay. So, for those of you, that was a, a segment from our... Um, New up-and-coming segments of Double Double Hoppy in In the car. car. In the car. Uh, So uh, one of the things I was going to say, like, I guess, Shan, you technically didn't lose because I never chimed in with a brewery. Yeah, you didn't even participate at all. You just made me do all of the heavy lifting per usual. So, um, yeah, and also the occupants should probably be 21. And for the parents out there, if you have someone who's not 21 and they can name breweries, uh, you might want to reconsider some priorities. Maybe they're just getting ready for when they're 21. Maybe. You and happy know. 21st birthday yeah. to my sister, Speaking Laura. Of which, Shout out to Laura. Yeah. Um, I told her that I will get her right up and snub with all the good craft beer out there. And 
What's the first thing she buys? Mike's Hard Mike's Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. She went to the gas station, like, when they opened on the day of her 21st birthday and bought Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I was like, what, were you standing outside the door? And what I was is like, wrong with you? I was like, a gas station? I was like, really? But, I mean, it's I get it. It's a rural area where she is right now. Um, so there's not many good bottle shops or liquor stores or packies, as we call them. Uh, so I guess she, working with what she knows, I guess. I guess so. She's playing it safe. Playing it safe. She also had a uh, like Hawaiian luau pineapple theme party last night for her birthday because she loves pineapples. So hot, shout out to all her friends who knew what she liked and threw her a great birthday party. So and, congratulations. Happy birthday, Laura. And also a shout out to her new boyfriend. Uh, if you're trying to oh, yeah. impress your <laughs> new um the the brother of whoever you're dating uh if you know you know he likes craft beer just buy him a bunch of craft beer so yeah uh, that instagram post was uh the beers that he had given me uh so there we go uh so some of the breweries we had visited uh was two roads out in connecticut Mm -hmm. and that was awesome like huge facility yeah it was a lot bigger than i expected it to be i've always pictured it because we've driven past it numerous times and never stopped and always said that oh we should go there next time and we never actually make it so this time we made a point to go down there and that's actually where we were headed for that uh brewery game that we just shared with you guys but i was so excited oh my they god had- so we were talking <laughs> on our last episode about how shannon's excitement for a pumpkin beer. Rosemary's Baby. And Rosemary's Baby was on tap. It was on tap. And I got so excited. I thought, like, the people probably thought I was so weird because I was like, oh, my God. Shannon oh my God. literally jumped up for joy. And, like, I've never seen her that excited about anything in her life. So I guess I got to work on that. Okay. I think there's been other things I've been more excited about than Rosemary's Baby on tap. But maybe. <laughs> maybe. I hope so. I mean, I think there's other things in my life. I mean, it's great to see you get excited about a craft beer. I mean, like, that's pretty impressive. I guess so. Um, So that was one of the breweries (laughs) we went to. They had plenty of spots. Um, If you had, like, a good amount of people that you were with, they had an outdoor area. They had, like, two bar areas. Yeah, Um, I I really liked their their place because it was an old factory factory. That had been converted into a brewery. So all of the floors were original factory floors. Like the old wooden, like almost industrial revolution, like time frame. That it was just, and they had the old blueprints on an old architect's like drafting desk. And it was just really cool to see. It was very authentic. Um, Massachusetts was a huge, and Connecticut, like this area, which is huge with like the cotton and wool industry. And so it was just kind of cool to kind of step back in time and go into there and drink some of my favorite beer. Yeah. I also liked how they incorporated a yearly competition to have artists um, be able to design and have their own, like, it looked like a mural, like of something beer related or a to a specific beer um, of Two Roads, um, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool to see, uh, especially as the backdrop from the bar. Uh, the bartenders were extremely like overjoyed with their jobs, which I really appreciated. And the second they saw me take a picture of the bar, the guy jumped <laughs> up and he had his hands. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, that was on our Instagram. Um, so that right? was on our Instagram. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. And if you're listening right now, like you were awesome. Um, you guys did great. 
And I also Fun. liked actually how they had seltzers too. And like they did, and they were on tap. They weren't just the cans. Like some places just have whatever they produce in cans, but they came out of the tap, which I thought was really cool. There's grapefruit and raspberry. Yeah, they also had some of the local non-alcoholic beers um, from another brewery um, mm-hmm. a- available in cans there, which I could appreciate. Um, and we'll do an episode on the rise of the hard seltzers at breweries. So stay tuned if you're interested in that. The rise of hard seltzer. Dun, dun, mm, mm, mm. Oh, I don't know. Copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a uh, modified version. But anyways, um, updates on my brewing. Well, so, first of all, James, what are you drinking tonight? Who? yes. What am I drinking tonight? Mm. And what is that glass you're drinking it in? So uh, from our adventures at Treehouse, which yeah, we was also went there that weekend. Such a canning operation is what I'm going to call that brewery. Oh, I you were making a joke. <laughs> I wish. I thought it was like a kid. I'm all operation. I'm all out of jokes. I, I think I'm all out. Um but Treehouse Brewing um out in Massachusetts is quite the hot commodity. There's quite a huge following for that brewery. And there's actually a major black market of craft beer from them of off. Yeah, it's like the underground. Yeah, it's like the underground beer. that I didn't even know existed until like there was people in the parking lot sitting there with like beers that they had released like a week prior that were all out and like people were going and picking up cases of beer it was insane Mm -hmm. i've never seen so many beers fly off a brewery it was as if the apocalypse was coming and you could not buy beer ever again it was dollies full of cases of beer I thought, I, so we'd never been there before. It's our first time going. And we pulled up and we saw a guy with a dolly. And I was like, oh, that guy came prepared. Look, he brought his own little, you know, vehicle to, to transport his beer to the car. And then we get up there and everyone had one. I was like, is this a normal thing that people do? But it was. It was the, It's like they just pack them up and put them in their car and drive away. It's, it's a weekend event for um, a lot of locals in Massachusetts where they will drive. And even I heard a story of a patron coming into our brewery saying how they live a couple of streets down from the brewery. And they've heard stories of people driving as far as from California and doing road trips to the East Coast to get their hands on these California. beers. Yeah, and they bring them back for all their friends and their friends, they divvy them up, they, they trade. They coolers on the way back. Yeah, I, I'd hope so. Um, but what I'm drinking is actually their American brown ale. It's called Bear. Um, it's brown Bear. S- brown Bear. Bears. Anyways. Eats. Uh 6.4% alcohol. Um, and they're more known for their hoppy IPAs. Um, they have many varieties of IPAs, like their Julius, their Haze. Um, those type beers are really what put them on the map um, as far as local and also across the u.s mm-hmm. um but the brown ale is really good it's nice and malty um it's got a good backbone to it like nice flavor nice aroma actually um not too overpowering of like a coffee flavor um which a lot of brown ales i've found like have kind of been too coffee-ish for me mm-hmm. um but it's, it's a great beer. And what are you drinking, Shan, from, from them? Um, I'm actually not drinking from Treehouse, although my favorite one from them was the peach tart that I had. That was really good. But I'm currently drinking a beer from another brewery that you went to without me. Oh, yes, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It's called Lamplighter. 
Yeah, out in Cambridge, actually, <laughs> when I was picking up yeah. my stainless steel table for my home brewery. So I am drinking Blame It On My Juice. It is a fruity beer. And the glass is deceiving because right now I'm using a Wachusett Imperial Pumpkin glass. But Shame. It is Shame. the lamplighter. Blame It On My Juice. And it's really delicious. Although we did go to Wachusett today. so We did. And we took Strider. We did, our, listeners. Our Australian shepherd. We said we'd never do it. And then we went for... An hour and a half hike up Mount Wachusett, and we figured he would be tired enough to brave a brewery. So we took him with us. And I think overall, I gave him a B plus. Yeah, he, he was he really, did good really good at the beginning. And then there was one dog that barked, so he started barking. So we took him for a little time out, and then he came back, and then he was fine for the rest of the time. And then we, we were there for like almost two hours. So I he mean, did a like, pretty good job. see, like, I thought we'd be the people that would bring the dog that, like, all right, we're going to bring him back to the car instantly and like leave. Because he'd just be barking at every dog and person he'd see. No, mm-hmm. that was someone else. And the second this other person came, like literally through the threshold of this outdoor space, was barking like aggressive, bar- like deep barks, like, I hate all of you and everything. And why am I here? And <laughs> could, proceeded to stay like You're at Dr. the entrance. Yeah, proceeded to stay at the entrance. Like, you know, there's going to be other people with dogs and people coming in. As an owner, like, Go to the side. Like, we were conscious enough. Like, we are like, all right, where's the least spot where he could, like, potentially... Where he wouldn't be in the sight of other dogs or other distractions. But they actually have a really good... I was looking at their Facebook earlier today before we decided to go there. And their dog policy is actually, I think, really good. It says, you know, you have to have them on a leash. You have to have them in your control all times. They can't be attached to the furniture. They can't be on the furniture. No barking, no disturbing other patrons, no eating off of the table. So I think they had a really good policy in place. And I think they worked with the town to get the permit and to put those rules so everyone can have an enjoyable time. So I almost wish there had been someone kind of regulating that dog or asking them to not stand next to the entrance. But I mean... There was a lot of other dogs there, and I, they were all fine. I mean, I think the brewery has enough to worry about between, yeah, like, busy. everything else. And to have to deal with your dog, like, I don't think that's their responsibility. It's like the teacher having the responsibility yeah. to teach your children, like, life things that don't pertain to their subject matter. I think that's a little too far. Um, um, did we not watch Boy Meets World for ever? Yeah. That's the whole premise of that show. I mean, they teach you things about, <laughs> about I'm saying you Mr. don't rely. Mr. taught them so much about you life. You shouldn't rely on others to teach your children things that Jonathan they should. Jonathan taught, was, Sean Hunter was living at his house. Well, that that's that's a good circumstance on that, uh, of a teacher reaching out. But um, back on tra- track here. <laughs> um, yeah, like just keep control of your dog. And when he does get out of control, like take him out of the situation because just like, a person in a bad situation you don't keep them in that situation no. um so overall he did awesome people loved him uh multiple people wanted to pat him and mm-hmm. and ask you know oh he's so cute what's he like and da 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 um <laughs> but that led to like the kids in breweries right so uh shannon was at the bar getting herself a a beer no i was at the food truck ordering us food well, no, this was this was before that when oh. the baby came, this toddler came waddling up to our table from like a legit, her parents were at a was table, a, a picnic table, like at least like a hundred feet away. So, I mean, kudos for those little legs, but like the parents are watching the whole time. I have Strider, you know, basically on my hip 
just like sitting there being all nice, like having his ice cube, like enjoying, like looking around at all the people. And this toddler comes up to our picnic table and is literally like about to like crawl into the table to like Mm -hmm. pet Strider. And I was like, oh, go back to your parents, you know, like go back. And like the parents finally came in and was like, oh, so sorry about that. Ha ha. Like the cla- the classic like I voice? see I yeah that's my that's my mom voice of like you know your kids doing something they shouldn't but the level of like do I care that much or not like it's one of those things apparently and she just gra- scooped up the little girl and I was like yep like it God forbid like Strider's a good dog but any other dog or even Strider like if I wasn't attentive to our dog like that mm-hmm. would have been a chaotic situation. Yeah, but overall, I think you did good. Overall, did good. Yeah. But updates on brewing. So yes. um, that fruit IPA that I had made is in my bright tank. Um, it's doing nicely. Um, it's carbing right now. It's aging. I'm basically using it as a serving agent for my beer right now. It, it was really good, Shan, didn't, didn't you think? What's, that? What's a serving agent? It's just like a serving vessel. So like instead of using a keg. Oh, 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 or, oh, 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 Yeah, oh, it's, oh. Just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Classic. I thought it was like a thickening agent. Like when you bake things like a fruit pie or something, you have to put in a thickening agent. And I thought you were saying, I, I don't know what I thought you were saying. But I, I, I added thought it something. was like I, added I thought something. you were using like the beer to add it to other things as a serving. I was like, what does that even mean? No. So, um. I got it. So, now. yeah. So, um, it's all good. Um, oh, there's ums for you right there. Yeah. Um, Drink. Um, 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 um. <laughs> so I apologize for those in the car right now going to work and listening to this and being like, like, I can't drink. Uh, I'm going to have to lower my volume because my coworkers are going to think people are telling me to drink while I'm in the car. Why are your coworkers? <laughs> Why are the coworkers in the car? I don't know. Carpooling? I don't know. <laughs> Well, hello, coworkers. If you're in the car, coworker, thanks carpool. for listening. Um, but yeah, so there's another um for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's really good. And my other one is actually in my kegerator right now, and I haven't tapped it yet. Uh, it's carbing. It's ready to go. I just haven't tried it yet. So I guess that's something we'll have to try. Yeah. How are your hops doing? So the hops is like the, the best thing ever. Like I love growing my own hops and thanks to mom thanks mom for another those. shout out another I shout think that out should be another that's enough another part of the drinking game is how many times does james holly do, get us shout out how many you how many what? times does james do shout out it's probably I a think lot that we should give a shout out to my mom because she promotes this podcast like nobody else absolutely my mom is like emailing people telling people on the street texting my uncles and aunts and cousins like shout out to beef yeah, Beth. Bat- Not her real name. <laughs> Shout out to Beth. Beth the salesman. Uh, let's let's get our podcast up to like two hundred followers. Let's let's yeah. let's make that your goal, Beth. Beth. All right, two hundred followers by uh, let's say by Christmas. She could do it. Let's see. Game on, Beth. If you're listening. Oh, she's listening. <laughs> Creepy. Oh gosh. Okay. But yeah, the hops are uh, growing good. Um, a lot better than I actually anticipated. Um, for a year one of hops but i'm gonna probably call it year two because even though like she said that she bought them like last august i don't know it they grew pretty good for having they were it. covered in snow like 
They were just in the jungle of a backyard. That is their backyard. But uh, And they survived. But yeah, they survived, uh, more importantly, and they've actually thrived in our backyard because we get a lot of sunlight um, in the back of our house. So they've grown really good. So far, I've gotten about four ounces of hops, and everyone's like, wow, that's nothing. Um, but on my, like a scale of when I do a couple experimental batches, I can probably get probably two batches out of that. So I'm going to do my plan for my home brewing is actually I was going to do a lager um, using my bright tank. So I'll probably do a lager and then um, I'm going to do almost like a Sierra Nevada pale ale um, based on that. Um, so for those of you familiar with that pale ale, it's kind of like the pit essential like pale ale when you you think of a traditional pale ale. Yep. So I'm going to model a beer similar to that, but using all of my own Cascade hops. So it's not going to be obviously the same as the Sierra Nevada, um, but it should be a pretty good pale ale. Cool. And so that's using w- wet hops typically is when you pick them and you put it right in the beer. Um, but I actually used a food dehydrator to dehydrate them um, and... And so you're saving up enough for Yeah, I'm trying to save enough up so I can get the two batches in. And what I've done actually is after they've been dehydrated, I put them into frozen uh, Ziploc sealed bags and freeze them. And I actually get the air out using a roller rolling pin. A uh, roller pin? <laughs> a roller pin, yeah, for those non-baking people out there. A rolling, a rolling pin. Um, and actually the best way is actually using one of those uh what do you call it shrink the things that free that take all the air out of the bags oh like a a shrink (laughs) a shrink thing i i I know i know the term but it's just like i can't think of it on the tip of my tongue um (laughs) the ones that are on like the home shopping network where it like sucks all the air out like when you want to store your clothes like a vacuum sealed vacuum sealer i got it there we go done everyone's like vacuum sealed vacuum sealed everyone's chanting vacuum seal like you're on the the game show there that's Uh, that's the beer talking right there. anyways okay yeah so so they're going good and today we're going to talk about hops so um put on your history hats everyone because i'm going to give you a history lesson on hops and i got i'm gonna i got uh this information from a perfect pint.net wikipedia which is everyone's best friend and craftbeerandbrewing.com. So, using yeah. Wikipedia as your source, mm, I don't know. I cross referenced. Tell me you were. Okay. Okay. So, before hops, beer was bittered and flavored with spice and herbs, sometimes called groot, which is basically a bunch of herbs mashed together. So, that must have been very delicious. Not. Uh, and the first cultivation of hops occurred in 1736 in Germany. But the first documented link between hops and brewing appears in statues written by a Benedictine monk in 822 A.D. So wow. that is not B.C. That is after something. <laughs> um, to keep religion yeah. out of our podcast. Yeah. The statues detailing the running of the monastery, including gathering sufficient hops for making beer. So, and I... I think that's definitely a practice that's gone back a, a really long time. I know in some of the countries over in Europe, they've got beers that date back to the 1600s. So, 
And absolutely. And Germany was mm-hmm. one of the largest producers of hops as well. Um, yeah. And I, I believe they still have that. Um, but a lot of other places are starting to cultivate hops and um, develops different strains of hops as well. Yeah. So hops are first used in England in 1412. That's before the famous 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I thought you were just going to say before you were born. And <laughs> I was like, be- yes, that's ac- very born. accurate. Before you were born. Um, in 1710, there was a new tax put on hops in England. So Parliament demanded the use of non-hop bittering agents and thought this was um, the ban was. So they banned the use. So you couldn't use anything but hops to bitter your beer. And people thought this was partially to stop people from avoiding the new penny per pound hop tax. So basically you had to pay a tax if you were going to make beer. So that's kind of uh, familiar for those who are, you know, into the revolutionary history that England likes to tax things a lot. So it just shows that they also tax their own people, not just the colonists. And the first cultivation of hops uh, were introduced into the United States from Europe in the Massachusetts Company in 1629. So they've been here for a while. So Shannon, a trivia question for you. Do you need hops to make a beer? Mm, No. You do not. There are actually uh, four ingredients in beer, but only three are necessary to make beer, and that's water, yeast, and malt. Yeah. People just say the hops make them taste better. And the yeast really gives uh, beer very unique flavors, and the strains of yeast vary so much that it's really, I'd say, the yeast and water are the two main ingredients that actually have mm-hmm. the biggest impact on your beer, not necessarily the hops. but Yeah, but you may wonder why hops are used in beer. So what's the, what's the point of them? So they're used for a bittering flavor and aroma, and so there's an added benefit Hops actually acts as a natural persuade, persuade, but di- I can't even say that word. Preservative? <laughs> Preservative. Oh my God. Wow. I read that as persuasive and it's not even a word. New words over there, Shane. Preservative. Yeah. So there's different strains. Um, each are developed um, from each other um, and one another and different people have had big impacts on that. Um, so you have your alpha acids and essential oils and... Yeah, so the different like strains of hops have different uh, alpha acids and essential oils. So just like wine grapes, how you have different types of wines out there, the hops kind of act the same way for beer. Yeah, and each hops, uh, for home brewers out there, you know this, uh, when you get a packet of hops uh, and pelletized, or if you get the hops in their cone form, um, usually you, or actually all the time, you will get their alpha acid and their beta acid percentages um, so when I first started, I never paid any attention to that whatsoever. I just went by the uh, name of the hops, and that was pretty much it. Um, but for those who don't know, alpha acids are the chemical compounds found in the resin glands of the hop flowers. Hops are actually the flowers, or also known as the lupulin. And uh, this is the source of your bitterness for hops. Um, And also, when you have hops in a boil, the longer you boil it, it'll result in the chemical reaction of those acids that are soluble in water. Do you know what that means, Shannon? Soluble? That they can disintegrate. They can be dissolved in water, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So that's going to add to your bitterness flavor in your actual beer recipe. 
beta acids are insoluble in water, meaning they they don't aren't dissolved in water, and thus it contributes to the aroma of the beer. And some of my favorite hops that I love to use, uh, typically because I have brewed typically more pale ales and IPAs, is Cascade, uh, which is pioneered by Jack Horner and his team at Oregon University. And that was released back in, I think, 1970s. And it's a common hop used widely for its floral aroma. It also has nice bittering and citrus and grapefruit flavor. Uh, so it's really a well-balanced and a nice hop to work with. has a relatively low alpha acid composition of about 45 to 9%, with the beta acids of 36 to 75 depending on which variety of the Cascade you get, depending on the package. Um, they're used for American pale ales and IPAs typically. And what a great thing about hops is, is there's a lot of substitutes. So a lot of scientists and brewers and brewmasters have actually came up with substitutes and like similarities between hops that you could use. So if one hop isn't available in your area or region or the price point is just too high for your particular brew, and that's more on home brewers and also commercial brewers as well. There's substitutes that have similar flavors and similar acid compositions uh, that can actually work well instead of it. So for Cascade, some substitutes are Centennial, Amarillo or Columbus hops. Amarillo. Amarillo. Isn't that like a city somewhere? I don't know. I'm sure it is. Uh, some other <laughs> hops. That, well, moving on. Some other hops know, that are like, I don't know. Maybe. Just me. If you know that answer, sure. Direct message us on <laughs> Write Instagram. Us. Write us. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, Mosaic. Mosaic's probably my favorite hop just because it's in my opinion, the most used hop and the hop that go pairs well with a lot of different ingredients, a lot of different beer styles. And it's just all around a great hop to use. Um, it's great for bittering. It's great for flavor. And it's also great for aroma. It has relatively high alpha acids, um, but its aroma is very complex. So a lot of people say it has like a berry aroma it could be mango it could have a piney or spicy or floral so it really depends on the recipe itself and that individual who's tasting the beer mm-hmm. so that's where i always say like try something new try a new beer just because one person says they don't like it or they rate it a two out of five on untapped or other apps don't just go by that like try something new for yourself because who knows you might like it yeah i think everything Tastes different to different people. We all have different taste buds. <laughs> exactly. And one and actually one of the most common and most popular hops right now is the citra hop. So you'll see a lot of at least in Massachusetts, there's a lot of beers right now that's like hop citra or the names have citra in it because they all use mainly citra hops. Because they're so creative. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And uh, I'm on the attack today. Yeah, you're on. You're aggressive. That's aggressive. <laughs> that beer is making you very aggressive. Well, there's also a beer called Mosaic, so it's not like it's just Citra. Like, well, I I do appreciate when a beer is like. So most of the times, breweries will name a beer like Mosaic or Citra or something when it's solely that's the only hop they use. Because many beer recipes, many recipes that I've done, include more than one hop. 
So I'll use maybe mosaic for my bittering, and then I'll use citra for my aroma at the end when I dry hop. So it's you get different hop combinations, so it's nice to know that this beer is pretty much solely this hop. So that way, it, if you know you like beers with that certain hop, you can look for it, like we said in, mm-hmm. I think, episode two. When you yeah. go to a brewery and you don't know what to get and you look at the menu and you see the description of the beers, you can pick one that's similar to your taste palette. Mm-hmm. Um, so Citra is very expensive right now. A lot of recipes, um, they're going to adjust their recipes or they're looking at other hop alternatives because it's so expensive because it's in such high demand. Uh, Galaxy is my favorite uh, for having an amazing citrus and peach and even a passion fruit aroma. And aroma is really like one of the under, like I think one of the, the olfactory senses. Yeah, it's not something that many people like really like pick up on. But when mm-hmm. my first couple of brews, it was missing aroma, and it had such a big impact on what people thought of that beer because it didn't have a smell to it. You taste, you no. I'm trying to say, you like the, the smell is as much as like the taste is just like drinking something. Like if you can smell something. That's like when people don't want to taste something, they plug their nose because then they won't smell it and therefore they can't taste it. Yeah, it's part of one of your so, major sensories. Yeah. So you have to have an aroma there and it's going to be pleasant. If it's not an unpleasant aroma, I've had, I think I was one beer at some bar, no, some brown ale, and it had the worst aroma I've ever smelled. And I literally could not drink the beer. Well, it smells like poop. You're not going to drink it. <laughs> I'm just saying. True. I mean, someone might out there just out of like a I mean, I guess if you could smell it. Like, oh, God. You, then that, maybe. You went right down the toilet on that one. Well, it's what everyone's thinking. <laughs> um, but Simcoe is actually one of my other favorites. Um, it's one of the most sought after right now. It's also one of those uh, hops that can be used in a lot of different um, instances. So it's gr- multifaceted. It's multifaceted. Um, uh, so what's your, you have a weird beer story, apparently. Me? You have About some what? weird beer story? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to tell us, like, never mind. Oh, okay. God, I don't even know where that was going. <laughs> Shannon was about to divulge her secrets to uh, the podcast. Okay, yeah, so I do have kind of a, um, true crime weird beer story. Ooh, from- all right, for true crime beer all right, let's go. Yeah, so it involves beer, murder. Murder. A murder. Most foul. Um, so this is the story of Michael Malloy, who lived in New York City in the 1920s and 30s. And five of his friends tried to murder him with alcohol because they wanted to collect on his life insurance. Oh, I think I've actually heard this story before. Yeah, so he had a life insurance policy out, and it was worth... $3,500. Can you take a guess as to how much that is in today's money? Probably one and a half million. No. Oh, wait, when was this? The, uh, <laughs> the 20s. 20s and 30s. All right, so like probably like 50000 Close. It was 67, a little over $67,000. Yeah, okay. So five friends Man. splitting $3,500. I have to say, you have really shitty friends if they're like, hey, man, yeah. your insurance policy will get us like 10000 each. And they had to, they couldn't collect it unless it was an accidental death. So it couldn't obviously be that he was murdered. So 
they tried first. So one of the conspirators, they tried multiple times. This guy was hardy. He was obviously Irish because clearly we're hardy people. So Tony Marino was one of the conspirators and he owned a speakeasy. Ooh. So he gave, this is their first plan. Was he, he, was he, was he Irish though? Michael Malloy. I mean. Yes. Okay. He was an Irish immigrant living in New York City. You're insinuating a whole lot right I'm now. I'm telling you, he was an I- Irish immigrant. Shannon's wrong right now. Listeners, make sure you uh, message in Team okay. James well, over here. No, it's Team Shannon. So one of the conspirators, Tony Marino, had a speakeasy. And he gave Malloy unlimited credit to drink at the speakeasy. Oh, my God. What would I do with unlimited credits? I don't even want to know. Oh, I, I mean, I would give the whole bar like drink, free drinks. That would be right. I'm sure I, I don't know. I don't know what the stipulations of the contract was of this unlimited credit. I mean, if he was dumb enough to write up a contract, then that's his first problem because then it'd be like, there you go. I, yeah, I don't know. But he had unlimited credits. Okay. So continue. he so they left, basically left him. They were like, let's leave him to his own devices. He will eventually drink himself to death if he could just have as much beer as he want. Right. So he drank. All day for multiple days and he did not die. So they were mad. Man, he's got a they good like, liver, I guess. Yeah. But th- so he like had like over 60 beers and they were like, how is he not dead? He has had more beer than I've ever seen anyone drink and he's still like acting like a sober person. So then this is where it kind of gets away from the beer a little bit, but they put antifreeze in his drink. Well, that'll do it. No, he still he did he didn't wasn't even phased. Oh he my, drank it yeah. and was fine. Multiple drinks with antifreeze, and he was just like, "I'll have another." This guy would make a great test subject because it's like, like, was his stomach made of lead? Like, what Maybe. was in him? I want to see his stomach. So like, this, I will be at that autopsy. So was it all five friends that? Yeah, they were all conspirators. All five of his friends were conspirators in this. Man, trying to kill him for about- insurance money. Man, so when he didn't die. Of the antifreeze. Oh, good. They gave him turpentine. Wow. Went from one bad thing yeah. to another. And that didn't work. So they gave him rat poison. Okay. And that wow. that didn't work. Wow. Uh, they also gave him stuff that was supposed to free for horses. And he still lived. I really want to know what's in this man's stomach. Did he drink milk like your dad to line his stomach to protect know. it? Because I feel like he probably The beer should've. must have coated his stomach. Oh, uh, yeah. The bacteria must have helped. I don't know. So then they gave him... Not at all true. ...something that you've been craving recently. Oh, boy. Which is oysters. Oysters. Oh, yeah. Oysters and beer. Let's go. Yeah, but they were soaked in wood alcohol, which is made from the decomposition of wood. (laughs) Oh, cool. Great. I want some of that. Give me some decomp... Wood. You want some decomposed wood? With my oysters. With your oysters? That sounds disgusting. Let's go. Game on. So that didn't work because... Like, who knew that wood alcohol was even a thing? Like, I don't, I didn't even know that, that was a thing they could do. But that, nope, he, he lived. So then they tried to freeze him to death, and they got him really drunk and put him outside on a cold day and just left him out there. And he still didn't die. This man is like, must have been a superhero from some other dimension because wow. who drinks that much and is outside, does not get hypothermia, just lives. I mean, these, these five friends should have put, like, it seems like they're very they persistent. Are, like, all these, okay, I'm sorry, but that much amount of money, like, just give up. Like, but, is it really worth it? You just spent how much money to poison this man and it's not working? <laughs> like, you just spent all of the insurance money you would have gotten on 
rat poison. I guess this is the kind of dark side of this, but like, man, like if those five friends had put those skills and talent, well, I guess they didn't have skills. Yeah, they should have applied it to something if else. If they had put that perseverance to actually like getting a good job and coming up with something that could make them that much money, man, like, yeah, they did great. like they could have put their brains together for something That's much dark. better than this. So then when he didn't die by bleeding left out in the cold drunk, they ran him over with a taxi. And okay. Okay. That's that wouldn't pin them a, at all. Yeah, but he didn't die. Are you kidding? <laughs> he only got some broken bones and was in the hospital for three weeks, and then he was released and back at the bar drinking. Wow. Yeah. Like these friends probably could have been like, I feel brewer, like, like made a brewery and like developed a beer with like the amount of. Pers- I feel like this time of like just in general, like in the world, was all about oddities and like the freak show and like circuses and things like that and i feel like they could have brought this guy on tour and like touted him as like a freak for not dying for all these different things and made so much more money than they would have gotten if they just killed him what a, what a poor victim you're like <laughs> the victim this guy is getting put through all this and you're calling him a freak show that he should be on like a car no, i'm not saying he was a freak show what? i'm just saying i feel like they could have taken advantage of the fact that he is like an ironclad stomach. He doesn't die when he's hit by cars. He could be in like Phantom of the Opera style, like show. But I know the outcome of this. Well, so then they were like, "Okay, we have to do something that's foolproof. Like we have to kill this guy." Foolproof, like quote unquote chance. Foolproof, <laughs> like foolproof plan. So they got him drunk again. Yeah, because that has to be a factor, and then. They put a tube in his mouth and killed him with carbon monoxide. Because clearly, that's We're, not suspicious. Usually just like, oh, sure. Like, I'm going to, like, funnel this beer using this tube. They didn't say how he got the tube in his mouth. I think he may have just passed out drunk, like they did when he put him outside in the cold. And then they just put a tube in his mouth and, like, taped it. And then they killed him with carbon monoxide. Man. Thanks. Now I'm going to be paranoid when I'm with my friends and we're drinking and they get me drunk. And then I'm going to be like, wait, are you you after my insurance? So he was dead. So dead. dead Obviously, this was suspicious. This was not accidental. Like the police were like, we're on to you. Surprising at that time. So one of the conspirators was put in jail and the other whore were hanged. Wow. So... Wow! Only one. the story. Why? Be why was four hanged and one got got out? One of them. I, they didn't say. They just said that one was arrested and put in jail for a life sentence. Wow! And the other ones were hanged. Well, so there you go. Uh, yeah, five people. So, don't try to kill your friends with beer. Five people dead over beer. Also, drink responsibly. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon's plug for the, the, the episode. More of the stories. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Watch out for friends that might be after your insurance. <laughs> And uh, I once when I changed my when we got married and I changed my um, like benefits at work to have James be the bene- the beneficiary. I told all my coworkers, if I end up dead soon, you can know it's James because I just told them I changed into my de- beneficiary. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's always the husband. Wow. That's that's you and your crime crime shows right there. Because I did not. Something out the listeners. That. If yeah. I die, it was James. Stay sexy. No. Anyways, Anyways, so that was my my weird um, beer crime story for you guys. I thought it was fun. Well, if you enjoyed this episode uh, and you liked our banter this episode about our well, different stuff. Before we close out, I just wanted to oh. say shout out 
to those of you who listened to our episode with Jack, because him and his wife had their baby, baby Quinn, and I just want to say congratulations to them if they're listening and let you all know that she had the baby. So very exciting. Or should I say... And she can finally have that beer that she's been saving in the fridge this whole time. More importantly, she can have that beer. Yeah. So Jack, give her that beer. She deserves it. Or that treasure trove that you've been saving for her while she's been pregnant. Congratulations, Jack and Steph. Instead of woo, I should probably say wah. Uh, that's all you're hearing right that's now, all you can hear right now uh sorry about that uh cheers but congratulations to you and welcome quinn to the world well thanks everybody so much for listening to our podcast so dm us on our instagram page um we'd love to hear from you your thoughts your experiences uh, your brewery experiences too there's a lot going on uh in breweries today so send us picture your pictures from breweries or just a little short thing of what your experience was like we'd love to hear it and also include if you want us to air it on our show, we yeah, can we'll do that. It. And we will be start doing phone interviews, so we might get somebody on there. So if you're interested in something like that, you're into craft beer, you brew at home, uh, make sure you contact us. We also have our email, right, Shannon? Yeah, doublehopbeat at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at doublehopbeatpodcast or like us on Facebook. Um, you can get episodes on there, too. Like us, review us, um, subscribe to us on Instagram. Or sorry, Instagram. Yeah, iTunes. Woo! On iTunes. Thanks again for your support. And if you really want to support us, get, get us to 200 followers on Instagram. Let's go. Let's do it. Tag yeah. your friends. Let's go. Well, thank you for listening this week. Have a listening to Double, Double Hot Beat. Beat.